It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Hey, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. This podcast will go up on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And remember to th- be thankful for the stuff that you have and the stuff that you don't have in your life that's bad, maybe. And thankful for stuff that happens to you that sometimes things happen to you and it's like, well... It seems pretty bad, but then it kind of turns out to be okay. Just be thankful for what everything you have, right, Richard? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I'm thankful for uh, J.K. Rowling mm. because she turns out great stories. Um, today on the podcast, we're going to review a movie that you should take your family to uh, during this Thanksgiving. If you're looking for a film to go see with your family this Thanksgiving, Fantastic Beasts. The new Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grin, 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 Grindelwald. Grindelwald, The Crimes of Grindelwald, is a really good film to take your family because it's a, I would say it's very family friendly mm-hmm. film. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, <clears throat> it, it's definitely got its dark parts. Sure, but um, for the most part, it's pretty. I would say it's pretty it pretty fun. It was pretty bright. It wasn't as dark as the first one. Really, I thought the dark, the first one was a lot lighter than this one. You mean the tone wise? Tone? Well, I don't know. There's the bit with um, all that stuff in the first one with uh, that kid and his creepy mom who's like... Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was pretty... That was pretty dark. That was pretty messed up. The, <laughs> the, the abusive... But there wasn't that much mom. of that going on in this movie. Yeah. It was more of your normal Harry Potter fare, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but still, there's some pretty dark stuff in the movie with, uh, you know, Grindelwald. He's a pretty creepy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I initially, I'm just going to give it my, my, my star rating. Okay. okay. Out of five stars, I'm going to give it four and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it about that. Yeah. Um, I felt that the, um, without really spoiling it, I felt like I really got to know Newt Samander a little better. I got to know his family a little better, maybe where he came from a little better. Um, I also... What I think is really interesting about that character is he's it's it's like he's almost autistic, in a way. I think he is on the autism autism spectrum somewhere. I don't know because he's, for one thing, he doesn't understand emotion very well um, at all. Um, he also is just very meticulous about his creatures that mm-hmm. he, he's hunting. Well, all he the does time. he does understand emotion, but it's like he emotionally he. He tends to connect more with with his creatures than he yeah. does people. Yeah. So it's like he he's really, you know, he's really invested in his creatures. He loves his creatures, and you can tell that. And you know, mm-hmm. he's very loving to them and stuff. But it's like he doesn't really know how to react. You know, interact with people in mm-hmm. the same way. I think that also, um, whereas Voldemort was a villain that's absolutely evil. You know, I mean, there's doesn't seem to be any redeeming qualities mm-hmm. in that monster. Um, the villain in Grin- Grindelwald, I felt a little sympathy toward his cause in some case, you know, in some way. You know, I can understand why he's doing what he's doing in the film. It doesn't, it's not like a, 
an absolute evil, even though he wants to pretty much wipe out all the muggles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he uh, he's tired of being treated differently, you know, and he wants to be wants things to be of a normalcy that he can deal with. Basically, he do, he doesn't believe wizards should have to hide from. Yeah, he thinks that wizards ought to just world. hang out with humans and stuff, mm-hmm. and everything. Everybody should be singing kumbaya. Um, or that possibly humans would be their servants, non-mage or, yeah. or no-mage. Or what, they had all kinds of names for them. No-mage, uh, muggle, what was it? No-spell? I, I don't know. Can't spell? I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> remember all weird all names for so the- I was So I was kind of like going into this with Johnny Depp. I was like, well, how's he going to do this character? Is he going to do the normal Johnny Depp thing and where he's just really weird and over the top, but he didn't. He he, he didn't. did a good job. It was very subdued, a very subdued yeah. performance. Uh-huh. It was uh, it was it was, was nuanced. So he he did not do his whole uh weird thing that he does like with Jack Sparrow and yeah and uh Willy Wonka and that uh-huh. kind of stuff. So uh-huh. um, I think this is probably one of his better performances in I, years. It is. It's really good. Um. Almost like he's channeling David Bowie or something. He does look a little bit like David Bowie. He looks Bowie. like Bowie, and he sounds like mm-hmm. Bowie to me. I don't know. I mean, he has a weird kind of Bowie sound. And um, I mean, his, his short, Johnny's short Depp hair voice, white Johnny's hair. Depp voice, uh, Johnny Depp's voice is a bit like that. So it sounds a little it bit is. like Bowie most it of is. the time. So it's 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 not completely. Like see, a, Bowie, see, um, Johnny Depp is not from England though. Mm-hmm. But he has like almost like a British accent. Yeah, it's which pretty. Is weird. It's kind of weird. If you ever listen to Dave, listen to um, uh, uh, Johnny Depp, if you ever listen to Johnny Depp like in interviews and stuff like that, he has a. It's almost like he's trying to be British or something. I don't mm-hmm. understand it. I mean, he lives in Europe. Yeah, he, I think he lives in Paris. <laughs> yeah. So. So. Um, but anyway, he, him and uh, Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald lives in France. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I thought that the the creatures that were in the film were pretty cool. Uh, I really liked a lot of the creatures that were in the movie. And they weren't just there as, like, oh, here's a weird creature. They all, all had purposes. Right, you know? and I, they had, like, a lot of creatures that were, like, based in actual folklore, not mm-hmm. just, like, Harry Potter stuff. Like, they had, I don't remember what it was called, but it was, like, some kind of weird Japanese weird Chinese cat demon, but that was like, that's a real, the yowl, okay, that was a real thing, they had a kappa, Japanese demon kappa, which is also a real, I mean, Uh not real, but it's, it's, it's it's in Japanese Japanese folklore, so this, these weren't creatures that were created Mm -hmm. specifically for Fantastic Beasts, Harry Potter, that kind of thing, like some of them are. It's like, um, you know, another book that kind of does that is like, uh, there's a book that does that, and it's uh, the Dungeons and Dragons stuff if you go in the monster manual a lot of those creatures that are in there are from like folklore from different parts of the world and i think that's what they did for this almost like they opened up the D monster manual. yeah it's like see. oh well, here's a monster you know but um i thought it was really cool how they a lot and there's oh and there's a lot of humor in this which it is of course uh great little bits of humor that are just so funny and is, your kids are just gonna laugh I mean, your kids will definitely laugh at the yow, how they capture the yow and how they get the yow to go inside the trunk. It's really funny. <laughs> this is a huge, yeah, it's, huge it's, monster, and all of a sudden he's captivated by something that he shouldn't be captivated by. But maybe. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, it's almost like that ball of yarn. I or think something. 
it's really but there was the opening sequence though it was, some of the cgi in that i mean they, this had great cgi uh-huh. but in the opening scene um there's kind of like this fight up in the air and stuff and it's it and there's so much cgi and then oh, it's man. so yeah. it's so dark and then you got all this rain effects and stuff and it sometimes it was hard to make out what was happening yeah it was very busy very, so very I, I had a, that I had a little bit of issue with that. Yeah. It's like it needed to be a little cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, I he, think maybe it wasn't necessarily need to be cleaned up a little bit. It's just so much is going on in the shot that you can't really see what's going on. And we were watching it on an IMAX. Yeah, screen. we were watching it. We watched it on IMAX. I think if you're going to do CGI, I mean, you can do some pretty cool CGI, but try to make, try to pull the camera back enough to where you can see what's going mm-hmm. on. Because so I think the problem with that scene was that the camera was so close in on the stuff, what was going on, that you couldn't really see. Yeah, it was, it was hard there, to There like, was so much stuff on the screen, and it was just whipping around so mm-hmm, much that mm-hmm. it was hard to make out everything that was happening. Yeah. So, um... But um, overall, really good, and they set up for the third film, which they're yeah, going to do. Yeah, I, so. I think, I don't remember how many films she said she was wanting to do, J.K. Rowling, so, I mean, I, mean, I think she what, said... seven with Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, I think so. she said she wanted to do, like, six or something of these, so... Um, wow. You know, this was directed by David Yates, who worked on, like, I think he did the, the first Fantastic Beast, and then he did, like... He's done like six hair of these Harry Potter films. Okay. So he's been the so he's worked with J.K. Rowling on almost the whole series. I also saw some, and I'm not really going to give this away. You can watch for it when you see the film. But I saw some echoes of uh, Tom Riddle. Yeah. Some echoes uh, of like Voldemort. Okay, so I want to know where they're going with it because. You know, Voldemort's got to come up at some point. Tom mm-hmm. Riddle's got to appear at some point in this series, I imagine, because he was alive at the time when Dumbledore was young and when all these people were... Because he's kind of Dumbledore's contemporary. Mm-hmm. Um, Dumbledore was his teacher, but he wasn't much younger than Dumbledore, so... Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens so, with it. Okay, so they had a bit of an... They kind of did a bit of backstory for, you know, uh, Malfoy's, uh, or was, or was it Malfoy? No, it wasn't Malfoy. It was, uh, not as Voldemort's, uh, Snake Nagini. Mm-hmm. They did a bit of a backstory here, but my problem with that was it was not, it, it was like, it just wasn't enough. It was not interesting. It's like, Hopefully think, they expand on that yeah, in the next film, but this one it was like I think that it was barely. I don't know if it's really that. I think it might be just echoes of the story, kind of like in the background, kind of. Uh-huh. I don't know if this is really backstory, but there were weird little echoes that I saw that were just screaming Tom Riddle mm-hmm. like several times in the in the sh- in the film. So I mean, you can watch for that when you go see it, um, but it's there. And I, and I recommend you see it and go take your kids. It's a it's a good movie to take mm-hmm. your kids to. Um, not real small children. I think they might be. Yeah, there's by some, some stuff. there's some scary bit mm-hmm. of scary stuff. But in you know, there for you're, small children. you're uh, middle school aged. You know, maybe fifth graders mm-hmm. could you know it'd be okay going to see this film on up. So it's a good family film. Go take your take your family on Thanksgiving and go see it. Okay, so our uh, we missed last week. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're sorry we missed. Um, 
But uh, here we are. Here we are. We have uh, our movie of the week this week, and it's actually supposed to be based around a Thanksgiving theme. Mm-hmm. Even though the Thanksgiving, you could have set this anywhere. Thanksgiving doesn't really matter in yeah. the story. <laughs> but it's Into the Dark. Their their second film in their anthology series, Hulu's anthology mm-hmm. series. It's called um, Flesh and Blood. Flesh and Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they, okay. okay. First impressions. Uh, it was not as good as, as the body. According um, to critics, you're wrong. Okay. I was reading all the criticism of it. I read some of those like, and I'm like, yeah, what? it's, what? it, they're making it out to be better than it is. Okay. So dirt, completely I mean, this is, okay. Yeah. It's pretty predictable, <laughs> but the, um, the synopsis is this, uh, this girl, her mother was murdered by mm-hmm. a serial killer. Yeah, they never found the body. They never found the body, mm-hmm. and she. And this is in the trailer, the synopsis. So I'm not spoiling this. Yeah. Uh, she's got agoraph. She got. She developed agoraphobia, uh-huh. where she can't leave her house. Right. And she finds out her father was is probably a serial killer. <laughs> um, but she suspects him. She suspects through the whole thing. The, like what? Um, is he killing people? And, okay, and her father is played by. Okay, so the 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 Thanksgiving theme feeds into the the when her mother was killed. It was on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So um yeah. and so in this one they're kind of preparing for a new Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But anyways, <laughs> is it, played by her father's played by Dermot Mulroney, yeah. and it is one of the most over the top performances I have yeah, ever seen. Yeah, yeah, he was really not. I mean, I. Here's the thing. I mean, you pretty much know that he's the killer. All well, right. Yeah. But I mean, and it's pretty obvious right away the way he is because he's so weird. I mean, he shifts in and out of like almost like he shifts in and out of personalities. One of my daughters was watching it with me. and She's like, does he have multiple personality disorder or something? Because it's like he's talking to himself. Mm-hmm. And um, he drives a creepy Van like one of those panel vans with mm. no windows on it, like it's scream serial killer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and um, you know, she goes up in the attic and finds all these this jewelry, all this jewelry and stuff. <laughs> well, he he got her like this necklace, and then he finds all this jewelry, and she sees on the news that there's like this girl, another girl that's gone missing. So all these girls have gone missing, have been not missing, but <laughs> been murdered. Yeah, and she sees one of the girls is wearing the necklace that. He, gave, he her gave her for yeah. her birthday. And yeah, so, so, I mean, there's so many things. It's like, yeah, he's got to be the murderer. And what would be better is if it was a twist of some Yeah, kind I was kind wasn't. of expecting you a twist what, to come, and it just didn't. You know what would have been better is if it turns out that she's blacking out or something and doing it. That's what I see. That's what I was because that's what I thought. Because and then I was there like, was this oh. whole thing with this new medicine she's taking it said memory loss mm-hmm. as a side effect mm-hmm. and so I was like, and I was starting to was like, maybe she's doing it and he's protecting her. But no. Yeah, it wasn't a strong enough red herring. They didn't do a good enough job of 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 setting that up. So as a red wh- what I will say is, um, there was a part that's really violent and. Up until that point, there was a little bit of blood, but there wasn't much. And so, and even though you saw it completely coming in the scene, <laughs> the death, yeah. it was still like super brutal when it happened, just in uh-huh. contrast to the rest of the film. And so, and it, it was, it was, it was a bit shocking, even though you knew that it was coming. Like you see it in the scene, right. it, it's coming. Yeah. So, but um, 
Yeah. <laughs> this one was not as good as the body. No. So I'm 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 gonna if I'm giving it Go any stars, it. I'm gonna give it a two. <laughs> two out of five. I'm right there with you, man. I'm gonna give it a two. Uh it's watchable. It, it is watchable, but, but it, it's super predictable. I mean, it is, and it's just like completely. <laughs> you can't not take it seriously. No, it, even and it's played seriously. It's not like it into, is. It's not in like into the body where it had a comedic tone. Comedic tone. It is unintentionally silly. Yeah, it is. Um, I so I'm. I don't know what the title of the next one for December is going to be, but I'm really hoping it. It, it gets back to the quality of the body, yeah. but I mean that this is kind of like how it is with with all anthologies. There's gonna be some good and some bad yeah. in there. It's just not it's not great that the very second one out of the gate is such a drop in quality. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's a pretty huge drop. Okay, well, um, go out with your family, enjoy Thanksgiving. See Fantastic Beasts, and if you get bored and people are watching football games and stuff and you're not really into the sports ball, then turn on Flesh turn and Blood and watch Into the body, flesh and, flesh and blood. Just want something terrible to watch. Okay. Till next time, I'm Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots.